powerful collaborations, cutting-edge science, and curious minds coming together for a glimpse of the future. Stay tuned as we look at the latest updates on some of the most promising technology projects. Hello and welcome. I'm Peter Ballant from Technicon, and today we take a closer look at the IPC project. IPC stands for Individualized Pediatric Cure. In this European Union-funded project, doctors, clinicians, oncologists, biomedical engineers, and computer scientists converge for a noble cause, helping to save the lives of children with cancer. This is a huge effort involving partners from across the globe. Today, we were lucky enough to speak remotely with Dr. Pavel Sumazin from Baylor College of Medicine. Baylor is the largest pediatric cancer center in the USA. Dr. Sumazin is a partner among many in IPC. Let me say welcome, and we can start off by jumping into the first and most important question. What is IPC trying to accomplish? So the intent behind IPC is to get us to the point get us at least closer to, to the goal that we are able to model diseases and patients and to use these models to improve the quality of treatment and to reduce toxicities. What makes us, what makes us special is that we are trying to put computational sort of uh, know-how together with a large collection of molecular data from, you know, from multiple types of pediatric cancers, so that essentially, based on some tests that a physician would do or, or a hospital would do, we would be able to predict which drugs or which treatments are more likely to succeed and more likely to have less long-term effects. In pediatric cancer, one of the big problems is that often when treatment succeeds, we measure success based on the survival of the patient. Cancer is, um, has a high mortality rate, right? So our, our goal is to keep the patients alive. That goal is, 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 is great, but too often the patients that survive, so the treatment, you know, hopefully there's the treatment that helped them, but patients that survived were treated with methods that have high toxicity, and they will struggle with the effects of these treatments for the rest of their lives. In some cases, that means they would need help for the rest of their lives. In other cases, it would be just, you know, maybe inconveniences, um, but they'll deal with, for example, um, loss of hearing, which is very common with children with cancer that received chemotherapy. So it's, um, the, the toxicities have a very, you know, sort of a, a big range. In the worst case, these children will get a, a secondary tumor and um, will not survive or would live a short life. And so there is always a question, which treatment to give to maximize survival and which treatments to avoid to reduce toxicity, or maybe the way that the treatment would be administered, um, you know, would have lower toxicity and less of a long-term effect on the patient. The idea behind IPC was to model both of these so that 
at the end, sort of the, the, the clinic will, you know, will perform some tests on the patients. Uh, and based on this, these tests, treatment would be recommended um, and the treatment would have this sort of trade-off between survival and, and toxicity. That, that's, that's the, the aim um, that IPC is striving towards. It's unlikely that we would be able to solve all of these problems, but we are trying to make progress towards them. And that progress comes in, in the form of medical research, computational research, and a software development. So I know you've worked on other projects in the past, but what is it that IPC has to offer that hasn't been offered in the past with other kinds of similar projects? So IPC is really unique in that, that it brings together the people that are collecting the data already and are helping them by providing sort of um, financial support to collect and share the data and with multiple teams that, whose business it is to analyze this data. In the past, every one of those teams would be attached to a specific effort. But within IPC, these teams, they have the tools to look at multiple studies for each tumor type. So for example, we, we are working with Curie in France to study medulloblastoma samples and compare them to sample, to, to efforts in the US. So these are molecular studies of, of cancer biopsies in an effort to better understand how the disease happens and how to treat it. We have in liver, liver tumors for pediatric patients, we have this international trial that includes uh, partners in, in Europe, Asia, and the United States. Each partner is funded independently to collect the samples, but then even though we agreed on standards on, on how to study these samples, somebody has to put all that data together and interact closely. And IPC is essentially providing this umbrella, you know, under which we are all able to share data and, and, um, and, and study the stuff together. Otherwise, there's still this danger that people would tend to do their work in isolation. IPC is providing the framework to really get people from different countries to work together. You have a leadership role in one particular work package of IPC, and it has to do with data. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I'm the coordinator of one of the work packages, and this work package aims to collect data as much as possible. So the, the aim of the package is, is very noble. But the reality is that there are a lot of technical challenges. A part of the, of, of the goals of this package is simply collection of publicly available data. And, and that's essentially been, been done. But what we are really struggling with is access to uh, data from clinical trials. This appears to be easier to do in the US than in Europe. There are two trials that are about to finish in 2020, and we hope that that data we would be able to study carefully. We also are working with various partners to make um, at least some data in, in existing trials available. This data is very important because it really allows to homogeneously and systematically study the effects of treatments on patients. And that's an important part of 
know, the goals for IPC. It would have been easier if, if IPC started later or if those trials started earlier, uh, but that's not how funding and, and, and science works. You know, we are trying to push the, the boundaries of things. And if we waited five years later, then probably the proposal that we wrote would be out of date. Right. And I was wondering about the uh, the data that's being used. This is real data from real patients. Are you saying that it's it's anonymized and then very tightly controlled after it's it's um, shared? Is that correct? Right. So most of the data that we have is public data. These are trials and studies that have concluded, and we are simply reanalyzing them. They've been, already been analyzed by the people that ran those trials or, or conducted the studies. That's the vast majority of data that's available to us. We also are, to some level, generating new types of data in order to allow for these models. For example, we've sent um, samples from the US to Switzerland to profile. These are really precious samples of patients that have a rare but very aggressive blood cancer called AML. Within IPC, we will be able to put all of the profiling we're doing here and the profiling that would be done in Zurich shortly uh, together and, and, and try to really you know, better understand why the current treatment fails for these patients. So this is not only sharing data, this is sharing samples. We've been you know, working to share samples with our Australian partners. Our idea is that we will be sending a few hundred biopsies of patients here in the U.S. and a few hundred biopsies of patients in Europe uh, to do work in Australia. And that, again, is not only sharing data, but also sharing actual you know, physical specimen from these patients. And you have to remember that these specimens are extremely valuable. They come from children, often young children. In order to get these specimens, a child was put on, on a table and a big needle was put inside of their body and collecting samples from a tumor, not once, but often 10 times. So it's, it's a horrific thing to put the children, uh, to subject the children to, and it's all done in the name of science. And now these samples are being shared all over the world within IPC in an attempt to, to improve our understanding and treat these patients. The patients that, um, underwent this this terrible treatment are not likely to benefit because whatever we we get is not going to be available for them and these are uh, generally speaking very high risk patients but the families are, are hoping that you know in the future children with similar diseases would benefit and I suppose that's the only hope in a situation like this is that we could take what we have right now and somehow use this as an aid to studies in the future. Um, it's, it's, it's a long road, apparently. It's only natural that when we are working towards finding cures for these diseases, we would not be limited. By, by borders. And this is one of the things that IPC, I think, is, is able to contribute. What about this idea of the virtual patient? Can you speak about that, what that's all about? So the idea of the virtual patient is, is actually quite simple. The idea is that um, the, the virtual patient is a model 
for a person. And using the model of this, of a person, one could try and understand the effects of a drug on this person. So the, the goal of the virtual patient is essentially to model the patient before or without their tumor and ask, what would this drug do to this patient? And so in order to do that, what we need to do is we need to have the ability to, for every patient, to populate a model that would predict the effects of a drug on a patient. It's often the case that drugs that are given to pediatric cancer patients, if you give too much, the patient would unduly suffer. And if you give too little, um, the patient may not recover. Um, our hope is that the virtual patient would inform on this window of the, essentially the effects of toxicity. And so we often in, in, in cancer model tumors and ask, how do we kill this tumor? The virtual patient is the other side. The virtual patient tells you, well, yes, you could kill this tumor with a very strong drug, but then you would kill the patient too. We want to know that. Maybe if we have that ability, we can go back and using the model of the cancer, say, well, you know, the patient can tolerate this much of this, this much of that. What will have the best prognostic value if we put together these two models? And so that's, that's the idea. Uh, virtual patient, virtual cancer, find something that kills one and not the other. And that seems to be the crux of the matter and exactly the point of IPC. What message do you have for children who are suffering with cancer and their families about the things that you're doing today and how this will affect the patients of tomorrow? Right. So we still hope to help the patients of today. And there are uh, clinical trials, both in, in, in the U.S. and Europe, um, and probably in, in other places, that would allow inference from models to prescribe experimental treatment to patients that are very high risk. And we've been trying to argue various things about different types of tumors, different types of patients. Um, and so we, we may have a little bit of, of an effect on patients today. But our vision for the future for children uh, with cancer in the future, is that for every child, we would be able to tailor treatment that will um, help them recover and not make them sick for the rest of their lives. That's, of course, what we all hope to gain. And it's not always going to be possible. There are uh, some cases where, you know, today children are just sent home because they're, you know, the people in the clinic have little hope of treating them, and so they're, they're sent home to at least be comfortable. And there are cases where um, the cancer is aggressive but could be treated, but the treatment is, um, is going to leave lifelong uh, marks on, on these patients. And there's no way around it. But our hope is to minimize that as much as possible. Um, 
I think that's all we have right now. Um, when we look forward, maybe five or ten years, we're hoping that fewer children would have to suffer long-term effects. Well, it's obvious you're doing great work for humanity, and for this I say thank you. I wish you continued success with IPC, and I'll stay in touch to see how things are progressing over the next few months. Great. Thank you, Peter. For more information about IPC, go to their webpage at ipc-project.eu. The IPC project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Program under grant agreement number 826121.